once I think that door opened, it was really empowering for me as a woman to feel like my own sexuality and to feel like I had some sort of power also in that dynamic, you know. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy. Welcome to episode 105. We're Finn and Emma, and today we have an interview with Laura and Casey. It's an awesome one. They cover a lot of ground in this interview. Yeah, it's it's really cool because it's got how not to bring it up to your partner. <laughs> it's got, I mean, just there's an interesting flip that happens from the beginning to the end. Their dynamic is a little bit against the grain. They talk about parenting. They talk and- about how it was life-changing for her. I mean, it's it's pretty much got it all. Yeah, Soup it does. to nuts, as we say on the show here all <laughs> oh the time. <laughs> anyway, a few quick announcements. We're in a closet. Not like that matters. <laughs> and, and both a metaphorical and physical closet. Sure. Anyway, um, first off, one condoms holiday survey. We have said this a few times the last few weeks, and the survey goes through January 15th. It's a fun, quick survey for all of you to do. And if you complete it, you get 10% off their uh, website. Yep. The other one is it is the beginning of a new year. It is. Happy 2020. Happy New Year. With that being said, I think a lot of people are thinking about their health in 2020. So the first thing we wanted to recommend, now's a great time to go get tested for STIs. And the best way to do that, that we found at least the most convenient and S- fastest way. STDcheck.com. Yep. There's links on the show notes in the website and on the little bottom of your podcast player. So plenty of ways to find them out. The other one is... You get $10 off by using the links on our webpage, by the way, and it supports the show. So we thank you. Another great thing to do this year. Support your favorite podcast. Exactly. The other one is a new one we've been telling people about, Beachbody.com. They have their on-demand streaming service. It's $100 for the year. It's super cheap. $99. $99 for the year. <laughs> we've been using it for years and years and years. We love it. Real quick, one example that... I mean, this isn't just like a, hey, everybody has to be super thin. It's really like I used it. uh, We were using it for a while. We both used it. I know what you're about to say. No. But you talked me into running a turkey trot 5K. Yes. On Thanksgiving a couple years ago. I hadn't trained at all other than doing some of these workouts. And I actually ran faster 5K time than I did when I was on the cross country team in high school. So... I was shitty at cross country in high school. <laughs> or <laughs> but beach I also, body worked. <laughs> but it also worked well. So among other results, I think it's worth checking out. If you do use the links, we get $8. So thank you. So thank you. And you get to get a lifetime worth of workouts for $100 a year. So check it out. We use it and we recommend it. 
And finally, we have our next Patreon Q&A video call scheduled for January 22nd. So if you want to find out more about that, go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the Patreon links there. Uh, you can find out how you can support the show and join the video Q&As each month. And if you do join the Patreon, you get access to all of the previous Q&As. I think we've had four or five or six, five or six. I think five. Anyway, you can get you get access to all of those plus all of the ones coming up. So check that out. And nope, again, six. And okay, <laughs> squirrel. And again, we appreciate. I just was it. counting. <laughs> and again, to find all of this information, go to normalizingnonmonogamy.com or click the show notes link in the little browser, not browser, the little footer of your podcast player, or just search for normalizing nonmonogamy in your Google web browser, Google and or Bing. Or if sure. Bing, if you're a Bing user. On our website, you will find show notes for every single show, including photos for most of our guests and links for everything we've talked about, including the One Condom, Condoms Holiday Survey, the Patreon, and Beachbody and SE Check are all in those show notes. And they're also, we have a resources page on our website where most of those links are as well. I think with that, we should let them hear from Casey and Laura. Yeah, let's go. Uh, welcome, Casey and Laura. We're super excited that you reached out actually fairly recently and wanted to come on the show. So we got your interview scheduled. Happen. Yeah, fast. And um, thanks for doing so. It's great to have you here. We're happy to, happy to be here. And thanks for you guys being flexible and, and quick. So. Hey, yeah. no, absolutely. Well, I mean, we don't know a whole lot about you. And presumably not many of the listeners know a whole lot about you. Do you mind just starting us off by sharing a little bit about who each of you are, and uh, we'll take it from there. I'm Laura, mid-30s, happily married. We live in the Pacific Northwest, and we've been kind of exploring non-monogamy, I think, for the last two or three years. Yep. I'm Casey, mid-30s, Pacific Northwest, of course. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we've been uh, exploring, I think, maybe a little bit more than that, Um you know, just in talks and, and, you know, um, exploring our sexual energy inside, um, since before. So we have two kids, um, uh, 10 year old or eight year old and a four year old. So I think right before our second kid is when we started kind of talking about it and, uh, yeah. Learning so, every day since. Yeah. So yeah. I guess our version of non-monogamy um, is, I would consider it probably swinging. You know, if you were going to put a label, there's, I mean, we don't have to put any labels on there, but that's what I think we would consider. Swinger-ish is yeah. what I always say. Swinger-ish. <laughs> Swinger-ish, yeah. Um, yeah, it's an ever, ever-growing and evolving term, I guess, not to limit us anywhere. And how did how did the conversation come up initially when you first wait before got into they it? answer that? How long have you two been together? Oh, we have been together for almost twenty years. So yeah, twenty years. Uh, first started dating in high school, and then uh, got married eleven years ago. Um, but before that, we played house since we were like eighteen. We yeah. bought like bought houses together and just like. We're pretty committed, I would say, since 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 a long yeah, two thousand. That's About a long 2000. time ago. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Very cool. 
No, sorry for interrupting your question. No, it's okay. It's allowed. Um, so yeah, so how, how did the conversation come up then a couple of years ago? Uh, so I actually brought it up, I think, when we were 25. So as you know, we've been together so long, of course, we've been through some major ebb and flows in our relationship. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, it was definitely at a, at a lower point. You know, I wasn't getting uh, the sexual attention I thought I, I needed. And so I brought it up very abruptly and just said, and like, totally inappropriately. Yes. Now, you know, I mean, I was, I, we were <laughs> mid twenties. We were 20. We were not, we weren't like real communicative. I think this is yeah. how the conversation went. I, uh, I basically <laughs> said, Hey, you know, I'd like to sleep with other people. Uh, how do you feel about that? That's not how. No. Honestly. Okay. That was <laughs> a little funny. He's like, Hey, we're not having enough sex. I think we should have sex. Maybe I should just have sex with other people. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> that's pretty much the whole conversation. Like, oh, no. No, well, I was remember like, it. She, she said, go ahead, but I'm not going to be home when you get done. Yeah, I was like, yeah, so. sure. Do whatever you want. But like, I won't be here when you get back. So please have a great time. So and then actually, that's not what that journey really started. But that think. did start our journey on understanding, like, you know, our individual needs. And we came up with solutions yeah, uh, at the did. time that worked. So, I mean, it, yeah. it was the starting of us realizing that um, we uh, we actually exchanged literotica. It's just the online like body stories, story yeah, erotic stories. Right. And yeah. so we would swap stories uh, back and forth that we, um, you know, thought we, you know, got us excited. And that was kind of, you know, one way that we used to just kind of keep that fun going. Yeah. Keep the magic alive. Yeah. You know, long term relationships, right? And, um, that, and that was back in your mid 20s then when after. Yeah. I after Casey had said that he. Yeah. Prime, yeah. It wasn't interesting. Late 20s. Yeah. Um, okay. And then, you know, as times would have it, you know, we wouldn't find a story and, and, uh, I would ask Laura if she could, you know, recall a, a fun story, you know, maybe one of her more fun, you know, dirty past encounters. Past encounters. Yeah. That's just, you know, he's like, Hey, what, what did you used to do? You know? And I was like, I would, you know, tell him. And it was just talk. It wasn't like, she, I could tell, was, you know, really just musing me. Yeah, I was like, okay, whatever. I'll tell you whatever you want to hear. I don't know. And, and I found I really enjoyed that. And um, one night she she told a, a, a story about uh, giving a blowjob. And and I was getting real excited. And she was like, oh, my gosh, you would like to see that. I was that. like, you want to see me give someone else a blowjob? And he was like. I remember my stomach dropping out thinking, oh my gosh, no, you know, that would be terrible. Right. Thinking, and wow, he was like, oh, actually, really, yeah. Really exciting. Like, I was like, okay. And then I was like, well, you can just keep thinking that. Just keep yeah. thinking about it. It wasn't like we were going to do it. It wasn't like it was like on the agenda at all. It was just, we were, I was like, I give you permission to fantasize about that. It wasn't yeah. even like a thing. But then somehow, like, we just kept talking about it and she specifically said at the beginning that thing. like it's fun to fantasize because she realized like she really got into it. We had some really yeah. great sex. Yeah. Um, and, but she, I remember her distinctly saying, you know, this is just fantasy. It's fun, but this would never, never ever happen, happen in reality. Um, and then, and then probably, can't say that. I would say like a year after oh, that, even longer, I multiple think. years after that. So yeah, it was we, very we, much we a moved fantasy. really slowly, like molasses, yeah. but that's we move at our pace. So then we started, you know, at that point, 
um, fantasizing about it. I started listening to podcasts, and the, the first one we listened to, I mean, I think they've probably been off air for years. I can't remember. Swinger Cast? Is that what it was? I don't know. It was but a it was really old one. That yeah, that's, that's um, the one of the... Yeah, that was that one of the original yeah. ones. Yeah. It was, yeah, and uh, so we really enjoyed, you know, so that then that got us listening to just really what is even, you know, what's... Yeah, what is swinging? Like, what, is what, swinging? Is, what even is Our it? stories from, uh, you know, the erotic stories really shifted from, um, you know, pretty vanilla sex uh, to very much um, swinging group sex type stories. Yeah, just, fantas- just fantasy. So, I mean, I just feel like even just like for me as like a, you know, wife and mom, my brain wasn't even open to like thinking about maybe doing sex stuff with somebody other than my husband. Like that door was so like shut, like boarded shut, like really, really not even thinking about it. So I think it just took like pretty, even multiple years to even like unbolt that door and even like open it and think, Oh, that could actually probably happen maybe someday in the far future. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) To realize, you know, the level at which she was kind of shut down from that. Um, when I, my mind was just, I mean, it's been, it's yeah. been in the gutter for many, many years. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, to, to watch her growth and, you know, it's been slow and, uh, but now she's, she's really, you know, found herself and, and, um, enjoys, I think the, uh, fantasies and, and fun that we've had, uh, because of that, she's, she's really opened up and, yeah definitely and and so it was really it was it was talking about it and fantasizing about it over and over and over again until you got to the point where you're like well we might as well just do it for real or how did it how did it actually happen finally got to that part but i think what happened was we talked about it for so long and fantasized about it that then we were like well so i'm not really great at like leaving things if we keep talking about it, I'm going to want to do it like in real life. Like there's not like anything, not just about this. So we were going to Las Vegas for a conference for, for work. And so we got there and I like Googled preemptively Googled like sex clubs and swinger clubs. You, you right? think Vegas. Because you, you think, think Las Vegas. Oh, going to be like the best for that. And then everything I saw on the internet was like, I don't know, babe, this does not seem like a great idea for me. And so, and I found the, I don't know if you've heard of the, um, what's that place called? Sea Mountain. It's like a spa, kind of. And I was like, well, I like spas. So the worst that could happen was we would go to the spa and it wouldn't be like, there would be no sex involved, but we would just like have fun at this spa. So like, let's just do it. Cause I think what we always tell each other when we are like going into new situations, we're like, well, what's the worst thing that happened? Like we would like just hang out together and then we would leave. So like, just go for it. So yeah. Right. We went, that's not a bad option. Yeah. yeah. No, it's like, the it's pressure's called spa not and like, we would just go there and it would be fun. Right. So I guess that was probably like, couple years ago now everything in my mind is a couple, couple years, years. It was at least <laughs> but i'm really bad at time so just go with that so a couple years ago we went and we like there was us and like two or three other couples in the whole place it was very chill, very chill. and no like pressure and we, we just went at our own pace and we met a super nice couple and they were like hey 
come into this room with us if you want. And we were like, okay. Like we're so, we were not really experts at anything. But, but they were, you know, they were definitely more experienced. I think they'd been in the Way lifestyle more for a long time. But we're really low pressure and made it feel very easy. Yeah. I just said, yeah, come into this. They have some little playrooms. Play yeah. Uh, and come into the playrooms and, and you guys can watch or, or join in or whatever you're comfortable with. But they also, uh, you know, they told us they were soft swap only. Yeah, soft swap. Okay. So there was like no pressure on us, you know, to really participate in something we didn't want to do. So it was like the most ideal situation. So that was like our first. It was yeah, simultaneous in real life. Um, yeah, weirdish experience, I guess. And that was yeah, so good. I mean, like it was just easy. It was just easy, and it like felt good to both of us. And so that's why we continued on because I think yeah. if it was hard or not good or easy the first time we would have been like okay pass that was like such a good fantasy down. but yeah. yeah we're so over it now yeah um, so, and so it's probably good you didn't go down the vegas route to begin with <laughs> i think really good we ended up where that we ended our up vegas route. that was as like as vegasy as we wanted to get at the time <laughs> yeah later on yeah. i mean now like i mean now i think we would could go to a Vegas club and like have a good time totally. But I think yeah. the first for the first experience that was like ideal. And really all our experiences, I think, Every in the lifestyle has been... has been so good. Like exactly what we needed then. It's so weird. It's like we we take stuff really slow, so you can probably tell. And so just, you know, stuff we've been talking about ends up like happening just kind of naturally. We just yeah, because I don't think we put any pressure on anything yeah. and, and try not right. to make any, you know, expectations is which everybody yeah. says. When you went into that first situation, had you discussed like rules and boundaries or was it just wide open? Like if we're going to, if we're going to go, like, let's just be open to whatever happens. Uh, I don't think we had any rules and boundaries. And I we think. knew like, uh, you know, safe sex. Yeah. Safe sex was um, like a for sure rule. Like that was like non-questionable for any sort of situation. I wanted to, you know, we wanted to be together. Yeah. So we were definitely going with like, let's do this as a together thing, not be separate. And we had listened to like so many podcasts, you guys. I mean, I'm not even we had tried to educate. Ourselves. We had tried to educate ourselves via podcast, which is, I don't know if that's good or not good, but we kind of knew what like sounded like, and like other people's like, Oh, this is what happened. And then it didn't sound like awesome. So we were like, let's not get into that situation. You know, like first times, like where people are separated or where someone's feeling pressured. And so since we have been together for like a really super long time, I think we read each other really well. So we can kind of know by just even looking at each other's faces, like if this is like good or not good. Yeah. And, you know, we really had no idea what to expect going into it. Um, yeah. A lot of our fantasy talk, never really involved couples in the beginning right um, we don't really we hadn't really fantasized so much about like interacting with another couple it was mostly like um fantasies about me with like mfm people. type situations yeah. or mm -hmm. yeah um for whatever reason that's you know kind of been our jam it, it's yeah uh i like the idea of swinging and and really you know i i I think I, or I thought I would come into this having absolutely no problem. You know, I get to go and do stuff with other women and this is going to be amazing. But in reality, I, I'm really not there. Um, 
I like the idea of it. But even up till now, even now, yeah, like even three now. years later, like we've explored with couples and we've had just some great times, our, but not our dynamic, not our favorite dynamic. Which you know, like we said, it, it, you know, it, it kind of ever evolves. Yeah, I uh, think for everybody, it's oh yeah, it yeah, does. Well, it always changes. Yeah. So so maybe take us through like how you that from that first experience to where like to where you are today like what did the evolution look like because you know something that you just touched on like the 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 couple dynamic really isn't your thing and i think you know that's something that some people would be afraid to i don't want to say embarrassed but like oh well i'm supposed to want to do this so why don't i want to do this the expectation is definitely there in the lifestyle that that um, if you're a, mar- a married couple, then what you're interested in is other married couples. It's just expectation, I think. And we've yeah. been to a lot of events and, um, you know, groups that, I mean, I've, I've told people that I've played with single guys and they are like shocked that I would even admit that I like that. <laughs> and it's a little <laughs> bit, um, like, makes me nervous, you know, to tell people kind of like where our dynamic is because it is pretty expected. Another thing that's expected is that women are bi and in our dynamic, I'm not bi, he's not bi. So when, you know, I don't know if you guys go to a lot of clubs, but kind of how it seems to work sometimes is the women start playing together and then they move to the men you know, coming along for the ride kind of, and then everybody's together and then they're swapping and, you know, kind of, that's like, feels like almost a natural progression. Um, yeah, that is pretty common in our experience too. Yeah. yeah. Or the, or the women, you know, it's, they start dancing on the dance floor and it's, it's this very slow, like two women and they start mm-hmm. to pay, like, yeah, like you yeah. said, it's courting, it's the, courting the but the women kind of make them move with another woman and, and um, in a sexual way. And I mean, I'm happy to make moves with women, like in a friendly, nice, kind, let's hang out way. But um, so I just think it's odd in the lifestyle that everybody says they're so accepting of everything, yeah. but then it ends up to be like, well, you're not bi. Okay, well, you don't like couples. And then it's like, it's a little weird. So yeah. this in, in our a, experience. But in I a group mean, of people who are so inclusive and I feel like they're a little behind the times on, you know, the homophobia on the men's side. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then also, yeah, you know, in, in so little judgment in the lifestyle, which is what I love, is meeting all the couples. Yeah, it's really, we love meeting people. Everybody has amazing stories and they're all super amazing people. But I, the only judgment I felt is when they find out that's kind of our jam is <laughs> yeah. single guys. We kind of enjoy it. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I'll offer that you know perhaps part of that is that a lot of what we're doing is counterculture in a way right like it's it's not mainstream yet and so i think once you when you start breaking rules people like to find other (laughs) norms to follow and for a lot of people i think the safest norm is like okay well it'll be our wives and then the wives will pair off with the other guys and like there's a very specific way that people are like well we're we're breaking out of the monogamy box, but let's let's stick to stick some type to what of guy. No, right? And what right. men know is having sex with a woman, and what women know is having sex with a man. And so the actual swapping dynamic is, I think, comfortable, comforting, even though 
you know, it's not your spouse usually or your partner, but um, that is a comfortable dynamic. And so for us, I think what happened was we, you know, had that experience with a couple and then, you know, we, we left from that experience thinking, Oh, that was, that was awesome. Great. What a, what a way to start our lifestyle journey in a totally no pressure situation where we could just pretty much explore with each other and just be in the same room as another couple. Like how cool is that? And so but then we, we realized that swapping probably wasn't going to be our thing only because he wasn't super comfortable with, um, other women. And I was just kind of getting my, thought process into, yeah, I could potentially do something with another man. We, we fed that fantasy. We fed that fantasy for years. years. I mean, we just definitely were like, okay, well let's make it for real. And so what that looked like for us was that we found somebody on the internet and invited him to go to a hotel with us. And so, and from there it was wonderful and I loved it. uh, (laughs) He loved it. He loved it too. No, I'm just joking. So for me, no, I know, You know, I, you know, it's, it takes everything, um, for me to, you know, have fun with Laura. Um, and I'm done, you know, that's that's enough work, but I know she, you know, I could see, I just, I've always known she was a very sexual person, um, and could really enjoy a situation like that. And so seeing that for the first time, you know, I I had no idea I was, you know, am I going to punch the guy? You know, I knew I liked it in my mind, but you never yeah, know what you're going to feel life. in real life. Yeah, in real life, it was definitely a big step for us. And so yeah. after that situation, I think I felt truly like empowered in my own sexuality because, um, you know, I kind of felt really wonderful that I'd even made that happen, that I like went to the course, found a guy, <laughs> invited him to go to a hotel with us. I was like, oh my, I like, wanted to high five myself because I was <laughs> so awesome so i mean just little stuff like that so you know i felt really empowered um you know i had never opened that door in my mind to like maybe do sex with somebody other than my husband and we had been together for quite a long time and so um once i think that door opened it was really empowering for me as a woman to feel like my own sexuality and to feel like i had some sort of power also in that dynamic you know i think in also in swinger land right women do have a lot of power women kind of have the power to you know put on the brakes or women have the power to kind of say like yes let's do this this seems awesome and when you have a respectful male partner or female partner for that um, matter they really want to make sure that you're having you know a good time they want it to be a good experience for you so yeah like we even thought about going on you know tender or something like that um, but then realized that really we, people that are in the lifestyle, be it a single or a couple or, or whatever, they, they kind of understand and, and there's rules, uh, that they must follow. Um, and they're at least understanding of consent. You know, now I think of girls going out into crazy bars and putting themselves in crazy situations yeah. when they're like, oh, you know, it's too bad that they aren't at the, the sex clubs because in reality, they would be so much safer there. Right. Um, We've always had really safe and consensual people and experiences. Nobody's, nobody's made us feel unsafe as a, you know, in a, in a swinger. I've been groped a few times. I don't know if you've ever been (laughs) groped. I've never been groped. No, maybe once in. Yeah. Okay. So I got groped once in Jamaica, but it was not. It was far from a concern. Yeah. It wasn't a big deal. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's just, we feel so safe in those environments. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's, we've heard that from other people too and experienced that ourselves where 
it's it's, it's like a safe it's you feel safer in the swinging environment than you do in like a normal bar right and even just in and you know outside of the clubs even with the the couples and the singles that we've met you know they're they're all very much um you know educated on consent and understanding you know the, the dynamic whereas um you know i know me at 23 i had no idea um you know and until we really started delving into the podcast you know i had no idea that any of this stuff even really existed yeah. In right. real life, you know, on Pornhub, it was everywhere. Right. Well, that's yeah. not real. That's, okay. But that is not real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so what does the dynamic look right now, then? Is it similar to... Well, hold on. Did you punch the guy during that first experience? No. So, yeah, I had no idea. I wouldn't. I didn't punch him. <laughs> uh, you know, there was a few uncomfortable moments. But in reality, you know, I think once the clothes came off, then there was very little... Uh, uncomfortable i i was 90 percent sure i was straight but i had never even seen another person you know another guy naked that close uh, i'm i'm straight I, there was nothing there um but it was it was like one of you know yeah. my favorite moments in you know our exploration of non-monogamy um it, vivid memories yeah it was a great time yeah nobody got punched and nobody was like super uncomfortable i was worried so you know once you are married and then you know, you say, he says he wanted it. He says yeah. like, this was a great idea, but what if he wanted to like shut the door really fast and it wasn't like good. And so, I mean, I think it was really, I think it went great. I think if it was uncomfortable or not good, then we would not be here talking to you today. We would yeah. say, okay, yeah. well, that was like weird. Let's never do that again. Right. Right. But it was great. And it led to, to, um, you know, weeks of, of just the, the connection, you know, you, and once you realize that, you know, it does, you know, even if it went bad, that it doesn't have to end what we have that yeah. you can, you know, we can grow, you know, we can move on. What's the worst that happened? It's an uncomfortable, awkward situation, but in yeah. reality we walk away and we still, we have, still each other. have each other. So yeah. really. Right. Well, was there, was there any concern on your part that like, I know one thing that people talk about, right. Is there, they're, they're constantly afraid that their partner's going to find someone better or something better or, Something to that effect, you know, the the awkward situation is sometimes the least of people's concerns. That doesn't even cross their mind. It's oh. the, right. What happens if she, Our if she finds is like pretty like this is it for us. So there's not really like a I mean, to she me, for herself. I have no interest in finding another spouse ever, like never. Like if if I was going to find somebody else. Like, so I figure if I just want to like do sex with one person, I would do it with my spouse who knows me and loves me and like thinks I'm amazing. But if the whole reason to explore outside of that is to do sex with multiple people at the same time. So something you can't do just, I'm not like, I mean, I'm never, I'm like, it's, I'm like the least jealous person. I think yeah. I don't really see that as like a thing. So since it doesn't cross my mind for him, I do have a little bit of a hard time relating if it was crossing his mind for me. Do you was that a worry for you at the beginning that I would find somebody I worry. Yeah, you know, I mean, I've always been, especially early on in the relationship, I was more jealous. Um, but if she she chooses uh, to be with me and I choose to be with her, yeah. um, and if she decided to choose not to be with me, it could be with 
you know, the mailman, uh, whoever, we don't know. it doesn't happen. <laughs> right. It's probably not with somebody. BBC 2011 on. Right. On Cassidy uh, or something. We don't know that person. Yeah. So. I mean, I if mean, that is a real person. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> my We're going to get hate mail. Uh, <laughs> um, no, that's fine. So, yeah, I, you know, that, I think that's, um, that worry is, you know, it's always there for me. It's really deep down. It's not something I worry about, but I know, you know, that if she finds somebody, it could be anybody. It, it could be a, a girl. Yeah. girl we know it. Yeah. I mean. We don't know. Um, but, but also knowing that and seeing that, I think it, it encourages us to try to stay a little more on our toes and not to just get lazy and uh, complacent to what we have. Um, and not to just yeah. get stuck in a rut uh, and allow that to continue on, to go out and try new things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's, so, yeah. Go ahead. So nowadays it looks pretty similar to that where you mostly play with single men. Yeah. Um, so, you know. So we wanted to make sure, well, we didn't want to make sure. We wanted to explore couple dynamic again, because since it's so expected and so kind of like, easier to go to a place and find couples and hang with them. So I I want to back up a little bit. I want to start like maybe a year ago. um, Laura started encouraging me to, because up until recently, you know, or we had just kind of all of her experience had kind of been single male type experiences. And she was like, well, you know, a couple, she was, you know, we still talked about it. And so she started encouraging me to even if I meet a girl on, on my own, uh, yes, I have I a did. hall pass. Yeah, I did give him a hall um, pass a year ago. He's never cashed it in. Never I'm cashed like, it in. Come on. Don't you like, isn't that like the gold ticket or something? But, you know. So it's, well, and, I, and especially it's interesting because that was the way it was originally brought up back in your 20s, which was, right. I want to have sex with other people, and right? And I was like, uh, oh, no, right? And then I guess whatever, 10, ten, ten years, years later. later I know. Um, So, you know, it started as a a, a hall pass for, you know, like a blow job or something. And then, you know, it's been a year. So it's just been increasing. And now she's basically like, whatever happens, you have fun. Um, (laughs) I, you know, I, I'm not there yet with her. Uh, I want to be a part of any extracurricular activities. She doesn't really want one. Like she says, she, she likes the idea of, of multiple men. And yeah. she would, multiple people. Multiple it doesn't people. have to no. be men, but um, but she would feel more. She feels more comfortable in those scenarios if I'm there. You know, another set of eyes keeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of course, that makes sense. And then if she wanted to do it single, like she said, she would just probably hang with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so you have started exploring then with couples a little bit. You started to mention that. Yes. So we did three weeks ago. Yeah, we hung out with another couple three weeks ago, and that was. Yeah awesome ish it was a really quick we had met them and chatted for a little bit we were at a big uh you know event so there was lots of lots of swingers around yes um all couples for yeah, the most part all couples. I, I think all couples and uh we had met a couple and um got along well enough and um, kind of tried to make it happen and, and see how we felt um it was it ended up being soft swap with me and the wife uh, we had kind of had a talk about, uh, you know, they had asked us if, you know, they will, we would want to play with them. And we kind of explained our dynamic. And then we continued to talk. And she's like, well, you can, you know, if you guys just want to take my husband, 
Yeah, they stay offered, here. she offered her husband, which yeah. was so nice. I it was. Yeah. You know, they were very they nice. They knew what our dynamic was. And was, she was like, yeah, he can go with you. And I mean, in hindsight, I now know that I maybe pressured him just a little bit to like get the chick to come too, you know? I mean, not she was pushing in me a out mean of my comfort way. Zone, I just was like, I, I'm not. Okay, we've talked about it. Let's just like see what like where this road takes us, right? And so we are really like we don't have a lot of rules, right? We yeah. just have like a like feelings like does this feel good? Let's keep doing it. Does this not feel good? Maybe we've talked about don't, basically don't keep doing yeah. it. We've talked about all of the things to come up. I mean exhaustion. Too. Oh my gosh. My he favorite thing is talking. To talk. He loves talking so much that I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> let's do more doing and less talking. <laughs> <laughs> Couple. Yeah, and and you know, in reality, it went great. It, it did. It was really awkward for me. Um, it was hard. I guess I hit it really well. Yeah, um, I thought he was having a great time. And really, I was. He it had was a medium time. great time, and I had a great time. <laughs> and then we reconnected afterward, and we that was our worst reconnection because I mean, yeah. it was probably. 20 minutes after we were done that she was in, I had her in tears, which I had totally <laughs> not meant to. Uh, yeah. So we oh. learned a lot there. I, I, I kind of went in with all the, Oh my gosh, I'm so awkward. And like, these were all the crazy feelings I had and things that happened. Cause it was just, I was still processing. Um, and she, she, you know, we talked about it and it, she had ended up, she was um, hoping that I would have had the, you know, the life changing, amazing experience that I had with my Type of kind of yeah, more the first time experience with a with a, another man, and I thought I wanted him to have that when he did stuff with another woman. So when that wasn't the case, that's why I ended up in tears. Not because it was like a bad experience at all. It was mostly just because I like wanted that so bad for him, like from you know for years now. So I don't know when that wasn't the case. I was like. Sad. Yeah. Well, and so and weird. especially when you th- when you thought it was the case, and yeah. then you found well, I out. That, that I didn't think it was like amazingly life changing like it was for me because I just like truly felt empowered and like it actually changed my like affect in my life. And so I didn't know if that would be like that for him, but I just thought he would like have more it was confidence in the yeah, situation was... because he was like able to you know meet a woman and do yeah. some stuff. And I just thought, oh my gosh, this is gonna be so awesome. When I heard from him, like all of this. Insecurity so about with the situation. The, the bad stuff. Yeah, that I was like, oh no, like this wasn't amazing for him. And so I think I think lesson learned is that when we reconnect, maybe don't lead with the bad stuff, <laughs> yeah. lead with the parts that were awesome. And then like it there really was, was some parts that were like not amazing, maybe just redo that later, right? Yeah. 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 I was yeah, I was just so lost in the moment <laughs> because I really did push myself that way which was good you know I, I and i enjoyed every moment of it uh, the couple was amazing uh, super nice and willing yeah, to do super nice. whatever we were comfortable with yeah. And, um, yeah right yeah so that was fun and so and that's where we kind of realized now we kind of know um couples, couples, might not be our thing. I, I like to leave the idea open and we we still i mean we've been to a couple's event since then yeah um, you know, we still, I love meeting new people. I love hearing their stories and, and everybody, like I said, for the most part is the most inclusive, non-judgmental people you'll ever meet. 
Yeah. And and who knows, it might just be one day you'll meet a couple or a woman and it'll just click and you'll be yeah. like, well, this is the person I'm comfortable with. But you, until you do that, there's no need to pressure. I, I kind of feel like I, I might need more of a, a relationship and, and that doesn't necessarily mean romantic relationship with a woman, but uh, a more of a, an emotional connection, you know, as friends. Friendship, um, yeah. And I might feel more comfortable in that situation. Uh, I, like I said, I went into this, you know, 10 years ago thinking, awesome, Paul passed, <laughs> women all over the place. And I, I've learned that's not me. And that, that's okay for now. Um, but like I said, leaving the idea open to whatever really lies ahead. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm curious on, on your side, Laura, you you said, both of you recently just said that it is was really, really life-changing for you. Do you mind, I guess, elaborating on that a little bit? Like what what has it changed? I mean, for you personally, and then also like within your relationship dynamic. So our relationship, you know, is long, right? And so we have ebbs and flows when it comes to communication and or um, like sexual energy, right? Because I, we have kids and I have pregnancies and hormones and just like a lot, you know, over our relationship time. And so really, I think even just being, you know, in the lifestyle has brought sex to like the forefront of our minds a lot more than if we were in a standard vanilla relationship where we like scheduled our sex on Tuesdays and that was it for us. Right. So even just, um, talking about going on lifestyle vacations or talking about meeting couples or talking about, you know, going to a club or even any of those things, when you bring sex, I think, I mean, even though that's not all about sex, but when you bring things that could lead sex to the forefront of your mind as like a mid thirties woman, I think it just really accentuates the sex life you already have with your partner. So that's changing for me. And then building um, confidence in myself as a woman and as a sexual person, instead of just as a mom and a wife. So uh, my confidence is definitely increased like tenfold when it comes to being um you know uh great lady instead of just just allowing her to be more of herself you know and, and you know she took the role on of, of mom and that was yeah I mean, that, that's that been role 10 is years. real hardcore you know um you know and a little bit of work um yeah being able to realize that she's still herself and um like a allowed person. to you know and encouraged to you know to enjoy that side of her um, yeah it was fun watching her grow and watching us um and you know our dynamic is ever changing now um you know we we even something we didn't think any of us would either one of us would be interested in a BDSM. And I know that means it's such a huge, that's a big um, broad spectrum of things, but even a, a slightly, you know, power exchange dynamic talk now. And, and yeah. that's super new. And that just yeah. started, like, we just started talking about that, like less than a month ago. Yeah. Right. Really so new. that is like super new for us. And we're exploring that now. And so, I mean, I just think that when you have a long-term relationship, things can get a little bit stale, right? Things can get a little yeah. like boring. 
And so when you have like, I mean, even just exposure to something like BDSM or kink or whatever through this community, um, and then, you know, just looking at each other and saying, oh, is that something you'd like to do or you'd like to do? That would have never come up, I think, if we were in vanilla life. I mean, I guess if like Fifty Shades just came out again or something, you know, maybe it would come up. You know what I mean? Kind of like that, like your normal day-to-day life. I think this is just like added like some spice in there for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it's sorry to cut you off. I, I think it's fascinating, right? The the 180 that happened from 10 years ago, right? And I kind of mentioned this earlier, like yeah. to like absolutely not, yeah, if you go do that, I won't be here when you get home. Mm-hmm. To like, yeah, this is just a way to spice things up and it's a confidence builder. And there's all of these different things that and maybe that was just time, right? The yeah. the time being in that relationship and being like yeah, I think we do I need some spice. A big part of it was that um, in my mind, like I loved him very much and I had sex with him. So in my mind, love and sex were so connected, right? So I thought if he was having sex with other women 10 years ago, that must mean that he loved them. And that means there wouldn't be enough love left for me, right? That's just like the way my mind worked. And I mean, I'm not saying that's like a good or a bad way to think, but that's just the way I thought at that point. And so even having me having had sex with somebody else and realizing in my own mind that love and sex are not really the same thing and that love can be separate from sex and that sex doesn't have to be, you know, and I mean, sex is intimate. Yes, but it doesn't have to mean an intimate relationship with somebody else. It could just mean fun and play. Right. So knowing that about myself made me understand that a whole pass to him isn't me giving him a free pass to love somebody else instead of me. So I guess I've, I've worked through that, you know, in the last yeah. however many years. So now that's not so intertwined. So I think that's why it's different for me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And what I was going to ask was, you know, you've mentioned that you've, you're both parents and do you have any tips for kind of turning that mom and dad brain off and, and switching roles? Because I know that it can be very difficult. You better be lucky with some grandparents. Yeah. Get boys instead of grandparents. Yeah. Just, just ship your kids off too. <laughs> if we, if, if our parents, we didn't have parents that weren't we, as supportive and local, local. Yeah. And, and we, willing to take our kids for weekends or even a week at a time. Yeah. You know, I mean, we can't go, and who can go on a lifestyle vacation when you have small children at home, unless you have really trusted family or babysitters. Yeah. So yeah. having other yeah. people, uh, you know, right, you know, it takes a, a village as they say, um, even, even with our, our parents able to watch our kids. I mean, we're lucky to get out one night a month, really. Yeah. Um, you know, because we have them watching them for, you know, while we're at work now. So it's a little harder to pot them up on the weekends. Too. <laughs> right. uh, so, yeah, it, it makes it hard. Um, you know, thankfully for me, a lot of the fantasy talk and, and even, you know, long-term planning, just having something on the calendar that you can look forward to, um, you know, taking the opportunity to seize the date, put it, mark it down, uh, figure out child care, um, and then, you know, commit to it, then you at least know yeah. something's coming. Yeah. Um, and, and that helps. I think. And also having consistent bedtime routines where your children don't sleep in your bed. That's yes. pretty yeah. awesome. That's like a real, that's like a real life tip. Like if you want to co-sleep, that's wonderful and more power to you. But 
um, unless you really creative about sex somewhere other than your own bed, you will never have sex again. Like our sex like, life, our sex life was like in the toilet. For when four or five it, years. Yeah, when I come to with both my kids, and I mean, I would not recommend that. Like as like, I just wouldn't recommend it. But um, I mean, it's great. It was really bonding experience for for them, oh, for me and them. But um, yeah, just like get a bedtime for your kids and like put them in their own room sometimes. And take the time. Take the time because I think that what happened was just um, I read a recently, maybe a while ago, read about a woman's sex drive. If if you use it all the time, you um, have a high sex drive, but if you don't use it very often, if you don't really explore the sexual side of you, you will lose your sex drive as a woman. And like your brain doesn't work just by thinking about it. Like men won't lose their sex drive. They can just think about sex and they'll continue to want to have sex. But women, if you don't actually like the mm-hmm. hormones that are released when you do sex, like you just won't want to do it anymore. And so I think that in a long-term relationship with kids, that's like a real relationship killer it's easy to get stuck in those ruts and and with kids it's tenfold Um, yeah so it's it's been a challenge but you know we know that we've got i don't know 30 years in the lifestyle if we wanted to we've seen some we've seen some um, people that have probably been in there for quite a few years so we're not in a rush we don't have to check all the things off of our bucket list today we've checked a lot off yeah and that's like you know our our you know, it's it's an ever evolving thing too. Right. So just talking, and that's you know really, the talking is what makes us understand what our fantasies are, and maybe things that we would like to do in in you know swinging or group sex or, or just between okay, ourselves. Yeah. You know, that's how the the power dynamic talks started, and, and you know just from fantasies. Yeah. Um, so the communication that the lifestyles brought to us, it, I mean, and, and you hear it from everybody because this the second you talk about you know, going away from the social norm and, and having sex with other people and non-monogamy is just, you can talk about anything after that. It's very easy uh, to figure out where you want to eat dinner or right. you know, those are so insignificant in the grand scheme of things that makes talking easier. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm curious then being nosy and you don't have to share an answer to this, but uh, is there is there something on the, on the fantasy list that has not been fulfilled yet? So many, so, so many, many things. things of um, course. I mean, the, what's the point of fantasizing if you don't have unrealistic fantasies, right? And, and, <laughs> All right, what are the, what are the top, top two? Oh, gang, gang, bang. That's yeah. number one fantasy. In multiple different scenarios. Yeah. We, I mean, all sorts of all. different scenarios. Yeah. There. Um, and then what else do you think? I, I've recently, um, would like to, you know, uh, the black rooms or whatever, the dark rooms, um, I think might be a little comforting, like a more of an orgy situation. Yeah, like an orgy um, in a dark room. I don't know if you've heard of that, like kind of, you've heard of it from a couple of people like in European clubs. Yep. Uh, yeah. So where, where you don't necessarily know don't anybody know, who's in there. You don't know yeah. anybody who's in there. And it's black, like actually pitch black. Wow. He's kind of that, weird, and I, I would probably be scared, but it seems intriguing. <laughs> the idea of an orgy, I think, intrigues me because, um, you know, it, it's kind of that couple dynamic, but if, if I'm unable to perform or I'm just not interested at whatever level, um, there's so many other people taking over that, that not all pressure's on me, uh, which you yeah. know, I feel uncomfortable 
with the couple dynamic like we've discussed. And I think some of that is just, you know, I, I like to be focused on her and what she's doing. And I, I feel like you can't really do that in, in just a, a couple situation uh, because I should, you know, the wife deserves every bit of my attention, but really that's not where I want it to be. So in an orgy, I could be really enjoying watching her and doing whatever I feel comfortable with. And then there's a bunch of other hot stuff. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I have is... a fantasy about like more BDSM type stuff, but I don't really think that that's like ready to be into fruition yet. We're, yeah, we're so we're, like right at the very discussion. beginning that it's like, you know, we have we have a lot more talking to do. Of those right? fantasies um, that we're just starting yeah. to understand, and, and I think eventually they'll, you know, we'll check those off of our boxes as well. Um, have, right. have Have you thought about using the terms hot wife or cuckold at all? So I'm, I'm, you know, and I don't want to sound bad to people who do enjoy coupling. Yeah, no, um, I'm, there's such a bad. You don't, and just was going to ask. No, 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 and and I don't. I'm, you know, I, not at all. Uh, it, it's not my. I feel like the couple uh, is more of a, a little bit of humiliation. Uh, yes, it is. Hot wife, hot wife is not as much. Yeah, and so then hot wife to me is more of a, I enjoy watching her get dressed up and, and going out and maybe texting me pictures yes. of, of her day and like having that. stories uh, to bring back to me and tell me how much fun she had. Yeah. So I think Isn't the it? latest thing that we found was uh, Stag Vixen. Yeah, the Stag and Vixen um, yeah. like dynamic I think is more like fits to what we, we enjoy. enjoy now and but that can always change too i think i mean everything is so dynamic yeah. i don't think cup holding is really where it's at for us it's just that power dynamic of me having the power and him feeling semi-humiliated it's definitely not I have enough issues. I don't. I don't. Yeah, care. we don't need to put that <laughs> that uh, and, and the hot wiping sounds like good in theory, but I don't identify that way. Like as a quote unquote hot wife, it's just not really like that. Was it doesn't feel like what I am to myself. So I don't want to yeah, identify yeah. with that because it's just not my. Not my thing. When I went down the rabbit hole of the fantasy, when I discovered it, like hot wiping was like the genre I would go for because yeah, know, the stories are definitely definitely in in, in this you know in, in our you know play style. Uh, I do enjoy sitting back and watching for moments, but but the cuckold thing to me, you know, I I, um, I don't want to just sit back and watch the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, and then I, I like I like the stag and vixen too. Yeah, stag yeah, and stag and vixen. Cool. I don't know. I mean, that just feels better to me. And yeah, I'm afraid to lose the swingerish because I do enjoy the um, the community so much. And, yeah, and the parties. Wanna, yeah, we don't want to um, like if we. I think that if we like, I told the world like this is like so everything that has happened for us up till now, like we just like visualize it and talk about it a lot and then it happens for us so i feel like if we just totally focus our attention on fully only single guys or like our fantasies like with multiple people or all men that that's probably what's just going to happen next and i just want the world universe to know we're open to all the things open to yeah i mean we want to try all the things at least once or twice yeah no, that's why a not great attitude you know, we have. one chance at this and 
once once we've understood and, and un, you know know that there's a, a different way to to yeah. that really we can define our relationship however we however want, however we want. Right. and there's no no boundaries to that um yeah exactly and you can try them. something and then decide you don't like it too and and we're what's the worst that's gonna happen? We know that we're right. here. We'll just we know hang that out we're... with each other and spend. Yeah. <laughs> that's the worst yeah. thing that could happen. We we still have each other. We so. still have each other, and it's yeah. that, that makes things easy. Awesome. Have you have you two told anybody in your like vanilla lives about what you you've been exploring together? She's uh, told her friends. I told I told some of my friends like a little little pieces, little bits and pieces. I I mean, so the kind of the way we look at it is like, so with our, you know, swinger or non-monogamy, it's mostly really sexual and we don't really invite like a lot of talk like with our families about our sexual behavior. I don't want to know what Because doing. we don't want to know what they're doing. They don't want to know what yep. we're doing, period. So I think if, it, if our dynamic was more of a polyamory or relationship, with multiple people, then of course our family would know about those relationships because we are having relationships with other people. Yeah, people but, are coming over a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, but if our relationships in the swinger lifestyle and non-monogamy is mostly all about sexual stuff, we don't really need to share that with people, yep. right? That's just no, how we right. feel. Um, I, I'm not saying that I would never tell anybody. If somebody asked me directly, I would be honest ish mostly you know with, honest with to them. a graded g yeah g rated yeah, honest yeah, level level of honesty right like i would let them know kind of what, yeah like you won't deny it but you aren't gonna go into detail. Go into no detail i'm not gonna somewhere. like write emails to all my friends and family yeah. like yeah. the christmas letter is not gonna include like what we've been up to right <laughs> yep yeah no and i think that's perfectly legitimate and i think that's you know, where a lot of people come down is like, it's, it's your sex life. You don't need to tell everybody other than on a podcast. Right. Other, I mean, other, other than, than like everybody, everybody out there yeah. that's listening to your podcast, which includes like <laughs> millions in the trillions, right? It's, yeah, yeah. it's actually half a, half a trillion. <laughs> okay. All right. Maybe next week it'll be up, up, up to the trillions. Um, yeah, yeah. We're doubling weekly. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah <laughs> and you know, nobody talks about sex in the vanilla life. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, uh, Nobody. I, I've got some friends, and very rarely does this subject even come up. Um, and then you know, you go to a lifestyle, and, and it's you instantly know what kind of vibrators girls like to use. Right, and it's you're like, but in real life, it just never came never up because I know up. if it came up, I know with my close friends, I would instantly, with no hesitation, tell them. Um, and sometimes I think you know you need people to to tell other people. Uh, because uh, so many people don't know it's an option and doesn't even right. they don't realize it exists uh, or see relationships where it does exist and it does work. Uh, you hear yeah, the and, stories. Yeah, like you always hear the bad stories. You hear the ones where somebody like became a swinger and then left their husband, like or their wife or whatever. And the, the whole reason, I guess, in the people's mind is that they became a swinger. Why do you divorce people? Because somebody cheated. Right. Yeah. yeah. So then yeah. they all think that that's the issue, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure there was other problems. Like they couldn't just yeah. like <laughs> fingers, and then they were like, "Well, we can't be married yeah. anymore." I mean, like, it's not. Yeah. It's not actually. It, it, it's not that black and white. No, yeah. but that's the story yeah. that keeps getting told over and over, right? So then the whole community, like your whole vanilla community, thinks, "Well, they became swingers, and then they got divorced." So of course, nobody else wants to do that. I mean, that's so scary, right? 
and I'm, you know, it, it happens with, you know, I think all the communities of people, whether it's, you know, the furries or yeah, any, everything, anybody, you know, yeah. if nobody any knows community. about it, you know, it's, it's yeah. so taboo and so crazy, but as, as people start, um, you know, creating genres for these things and seeing it and knowing that it exists around them, it, it becomes less of an issue. I think that's kind of from a Dan Savage standpoint where he yeah. encourages, you know, people yeah. to, to say they're by, yeah. uh, even so. though there's no reason, you know, they, there's no reason to say it. Yeah. Other than just to let people know it's okay. I'm married to a, 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 a you know, woman or a man and I'm bisexual and that's how we identify. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Well, uh, are, are there, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you were hoping to talk about tonight that you would like to get out there and share before we let you go and enjoy your evening? Um, yeah, this, I'm going to just cover this like super briefly. Um, I have been in the lifestyle with like, I don't drink. And so I feel like that's kind of another weird sticking point with people that oh, yeah. they like want to drink a lot or think it's weird that I'm not drinking or, you know, just to, like, there's like a lot of weird pressure. So just if there's other listeners out there that are like non-drinkers, um, I'm with you, you know, it's okay to not, to not have to have six glasses of wine before you interact with somebody like that's okay. I mean, I think that's another reason why I feel so empowered is because, um, I made all these choices to do things with my body sober. And so, um, that's not always the case, I think. So yeah, we, we have a hard time in a lot of the club situations that we've been to because of the party. We're not partiers. We're really, we're we're partiers, but I mean, we're really fun, but we don't like drink a ton. So, uh, so I, I drink very rarely. And it's strictly by choice, other than it makes me sick and tired, and I, yeah. I act like even more of an ass sometimes <laughs> if I'm drinking. Um, but, so, um, so we've met some couples who are, you know, there's a lot of alcohol, and it's understandable because everybody's a little nervous and anxious. Uh, it helps loosen up, and and we don't, you know, we don't no, mind people no that enjoy man. drinking. Don't be belligerent drunk, but. Um, uh, drinking is fun, but yeah, we get a little bit of judgment there. And, yeah, people uh, are kind of like. We just don't. Drink. Yeah, we just but, don't drink. So. Yeah, yeah. that's unfortunate that you that you experience the judgment. However, it also shows you that they just might not be your people. And that's mm-hmm. and we and, and really okay. we've only met a few of the, our couples that have been you know the slurring you know uh, drinking and right or talking and and we kind of have to just say well yeah they're they're not our tribe and that's, that's okay. okay. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah it's just something it makes us feel good knowing that we've yeah. made all these choices sober and, and yeah, i have those yeah. memories burned into my brain yeah because I we was can remember there. all of our experiences the next yep. day and the day after and the day after and it yeah, yeah. Good, you know kind of i just wanted to encourage other people that it's okay <laughs> well we always i yeah. wanted to make a swinger club that is really more low key where you can yeah. talk because that's really what I enjoy is, is and, and we meet, you know, I know it's not just us because we meet a lot of couples who the same way it's so loud and they're like, Oh, I wish it wasn't loud. We could really chat and get to know each other. Um, yeah, you have to scream all night. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah. to have something with a little bit more of those options. Low key vibe. Yeah, We're going to make that happen someday. I've been That'd be super yeah, cool. It's, it's a big dream, but it's going to be like dream. a coffee shop or something. <laughs> I, I love coffee shops. You're going to be doing your coffee shops because we may be the first ones. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll send people your way. Yeah. Thank you. I love coffee sounds... shops. We might have to visit too. Yeah. Hey, yep. And <laughs> you guys are always welcome if you come to the Pacific Northwest. 
the other quick question I wanted to ask was uh, how you've handled safety too in the lifestyle, both like mostly your sexual safety. Yeah, we. I mean, it's been really limited on my part. <laughs> Soft swaps with a, a one person, so I've never it was never an issue. But it's always been protection. Um, anytime that uh, someone else is involved, there's always condoms being worn. Yep. Um, we recently did testing. Yeah, we tested her. I mean, I've been tested, tested previously, and then I got frequently. tested again really recently. And um, condoms for sure. And then um, I asked people, you know, about their testing status, or I do, so that it's yeah, have awkward. that conversation. Yeah, I try to have that conversation. I mean, I am pretty forward. Um, I think in the interaction, so it doesn't feel weird to just ask somebody, you know, like. If they have anything that I mm-hmm. should know about, right? And She's then, always been great at talking, yes, communicating really, her needs and what yeah, she yeah, what I what I require, and then talking about the protection and making sure they're comfortable with that. And I think I think we're wouldn't say like we're one hundred and ten percent safe because um, sometimes for oral interactions there aren't there isn't always a barrier involved, but we. You know, we live a life of risk. Everybody does. And so I yep. feel like we try to mitigate risk as best we can. Um, we choose to our comfort level. Comfortable. Yeah. Comfortable. As I say, that's your accepted level of risk, and that's okay. Right. And so that's our accepted level of risk. And we just, you know, as long as, I think as long as me and him are both comfortable with that, then we'll just continue to live yeah, like that. Always protection. You know, I have my hall pass that'll be used at some point. Yeah. And he'll use protection then. Um, <laughs> you know, up until recently, I had been close to 20 years since I had had sex with anybody else. So she was tested a little, uh, has been tested more. I, it was my first one. And she told me that somebody stuffed something. <laughs> I um, did maybe uh, tell him that he had to have a um, swab in his penis. And and was, he was not into it. Uh, so <laughs> if anybody wonders, they do not. And so I was really nervous about that. I'm like the meanest. I was like, that's kind of mean. I, well, yeah, I, was I mean, I am a little bit mean. And, I, and so for her defense, <laughs> they did do that, I guess, in the past. But Yes, and it needed to be tested for specific diseases, yeah. but they don't really do that now. No, so it's easy. So I encourage people. It really was. You, know, I just like, you can attest my... to that. They have not done that to you. No, I've been tested a lot of times. And <laughs> not once. There's only been shoved no. anything. Okay, good. Because... No. Um, I, at that point, I was like, man, these, you guys talk about it so freely. And I was like, there is no way. <laughs> uh, but they don't. And it's really easy. I, I went straight through my doctor. And yeah, we, I went to my doctor. It was not a big deal. It was not. I mean, for one, nobody questions. Like here where I live, like it's very accepting to have your sexual health tested. Like, so yeah. I just went to my regular doctor and was just like, I want all these tests. And he was like, okay. Yeah, and I wish it was like not even questions. like there wasn't like I mean I know some people are worried about having that awkward conversation with their primary care provider after they've been married for like 20 years but there was no conversation no. it was just okay okay yeah yeah and I think that is does vary depending on where you live but yeah. uh, I'm sure I'm especially you experience if, that you know if your same doctor has you know remembers you from when you were a kid and it, it, yeah. just, it does yeah, it can get awkward so there's a lot of people who I think online but they really should it's nice um you know it makes me feel confident knowing that i can show anybody my test results um yeah and have them understand that 
it's been 20 years since I've had sex with anybody. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And last question, do you have any bloopers that you would want to share? Funny things that have happened? I mean, I did just say that I was going to tell him, I mean, I told him that somebody was going to put a swan. <laughs> I was like, that's, that is a pretty good one. I didn't think about that, but I mean, yes. I like that was not the, a, like a super nice thing to say. <laughs> the only awkward situation... I guess there's two, but really, I think this one, the one in, in Vegas, we went, this was, so we had the great time at the Sea Mountain. Um, yeah. And then maybe a year or two later, we went back just uh, as a, I think, a getaway. Yeah, we went on a weekend getaway to Vegas because it's like close-ish. Yeah, right? it's a short flight for us. And uh, so Laura picked out a... Um, oh, like uh, a, swing, a swinger event, right? Yeah, I found it on it the internet. Game. It was, it was like a, yeah, it was advertised as a like a get together for swingers at a hotel. Um, and I'm sure it's still advertised. Oh, I don't I'm remember sure. the name of it. I probably shouldn't add talk it, but I'm going to. Oh, it was terrible. Um, so we went there and we were like super looking forward to it. And First, it was like five or six yeah. couples, um, in a in a suite, a hotel suite. So we were like, okay, this is gonna be Intimate, this is gonna be quiet. awesome. You know, it's like we can still interact and talk. You know, it's not like super loud and. It was good. So then we got there, and there was a man running this this swinger circle. I did air quotes there because it was like it was not good. The man was like a power tripper, and he kept like yelling at us when we didn't play the game right. Nobody wanted to play. Nobody the wanted game. to play. None of the we people wanted, wanted to, to talk, play the game. Uh, we all just three, wanted to three, interact. The game was and fun. his game was like a stripping game where he like would tell like. Like, if you got the question wrong, you'd have to take your clothes off. And nobody was comfortable really taking their clothes off. And it ended up, this is, I'm not even joking, but it ended up with all the women being 100% naked, the men still having their clothes on, and the women being put in a room away from their spouses, Which naked. We had discussed, people had discussed, like, this is, we're so new, and we never We don't want to be a part. And it was so weird. It was, like, not good. And then... The women all the rise women, up, rose up. We rose up. We like, we like got. We were like, if we all start clothes, we're leaving. And then so we like all left as a group. I like Googled, that's some really nice people. Like swinger, other swinger stuff to do in Vegas, and I told everybody that was with us all the other couples. I was like, was like we're meet gonna meet. go to this other party. Do you want to come with us? And so we ended up taking that that weirdo guy's whole like left. couples everybody, everybody like, left and you. went to the next place fun. with us so i guess it would be like <laughs> a blooper but, but it was, was like, like our weirdest. one weird swinger experience we were like what are we doing here at this hotel with no clothes on and some power tripper guy like directing us like this doesn't seem cool and we met some <laughs> fun people and had a great night. Yeah, we ended up having a great night, but it was like, yeah, awkward. yeah. I love that you hijacked his party and we're just like, yeah, we're going to get out of here. And you know, he had been doing it for a really Yeah, long time. he had some been. Some people maybe have great experiences. Yeah, maybe with it, but for another us, day important. with another group of couples, it would have been awesome. But I feel like the way he gets people to continue to come to his parties is because we're all tourists in Vegas. And so nobody really knows if it's going to be awesome or not. So, yeah, it wasn't awesome. It wasn't awesome. Well, that was like, I mean, it sounds like it, it sounds awesome. Like that you, <laughs> that was, in hindsight, we left. had some, we yeah. had actually, that was some really good memories. Yeah, that. we had some it, great memories and ended up having a great time, but not at that party. Yeah, it was yeah, right. Yeah. Everything else has worked out so well. 
you know, the yeah. blooper of starting off with the bad part of the, <laughs> yeah. the couple experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, we have way more bloopers in real life than, than swing life. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's awesome to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's, I think, a good note to leave it on, too. Yeah. Um, and I hope yeah, we well, kind of stayed enough on track. I know it jumped all over the place. Oh, you're fine. No, this is, the, you don't need to apologize. No, it was great. It was awesome. And we were, we're super happy that you two came on and shared with us. And we're, we're excited to, yeah, hear how it progresses. Maybe we get an update in a, a, as you say, a couple of years, a couple of years everything's well, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we'll hear where you're at then. Maybe the hall pass will happen, and uh, yeah, and hear an update on it. Yeah, lots of new stories gonna come true. Well, thank you. Awesome. Yeah, no, thank you, and have a have a wonderful evening. You too. Bye. Bye. We're back. Yep. I just want to say, well done on that intro. I think we nailed it. I think we nailed it, too. A little long, but wow, not too bad, actually. It was under five minutes. Absolutely. That's my prime time. We covered a lot of ground. Thank you to Casey and Laura for sharing your story. It's awesome, and we're super happy to get it out there. Yeah. What else? What else do you want to tell them, Emma? Next week, we have an interview with Rachel. And yeah. she is actually a partner from one of our previous guests. Yep. She is Norm's partner. So if you want to get the background scoop on this, you don't need to. But if you want to hear Norm's perspective, that's episode 80. And this one, you will get his wife's uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's awesome. So it is. stay it's tuned awesome. for next week. And I wouldn't mess with her. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking forward to that and we will see everybody in a week yeah bye everyone thanks for listening